0: Hello, and welcome to a podcast for The Lancet Oncology to accompany our February 2019 issue. I'm Gavin Cleaver. I'm joined on the line today by Anna Bibby, who is going to talk with us about her work on malignant pleural mesothelioma. Anna, welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for asking me to record this podcast for The Lancet Oncology relating to our recent editorial about the use of checkpoint inhibitors in malignant pleural mesothelioma.
0: Please can you give us a little background to the development, or lack thereof, of available treatments for malignant pleural mesothelioma?
1: To give a bit of background uh, to these recent trials, I thought I'd talk a bit about the history of treatments in malignant pleural mesothelioma, and unfortunately, it's really a bit of a disappointing story. Uh, Prior to 2003... We didn't really have any proven effective chemotherapy options for mesothelioma at all, and that often resulted in a degree of nihilism uh, from clinicians treating this disease, which was a real shame. That changed uh, in 2003 when two landmark randomised controlled trials were published that showed adding an antifolate agent, such as pemetrexid, to cisplatin, resulted in an extended survival of about three months in comparison with single-agent cisplatin. As a result of this, pemotrexin and cisplatin became the standard of care for mesothelioma, both in the UK and internationally, and those agents were used uh, in in conjunction with folic acid supplementation to reduce side effects, uh, which is something they implemented halfway through that trial. So that was an important time in uh, the history of mesothelioma treatment, but disappointingly, there wasn't another breakthrough or a, another positive trial in mesothelioma for another 15 years or so. That wasn't for lack of trying, though. Um, in that 15-year period, about 50 different agents were Uh, investigated and studied in early phase trials, but unfortunately none of them uh, demonstrated any degree of efficacy in in treating uh, mesothelioma. Uh, Happily, however, um, a few years ago we had another breakthrough uh, courtesy of the French Mesothelioma Research uh, Group led by Arnaud Chaparil and Gerard Zalkman. And they demonstrated in a large phase three randomized trial that adding the VEGF antagonist bevacizumab to pemetrexed and cisplatin chemotherapy extended survival by another three months uh, compared with pemetrexed and cisplatin on their own. And since that recent breakthrough really uh, it's heralded a new era in mesothelioma research, which is very exciting for all of us uh, working in the field and and also heartening for for patients and people diagnosed with it uh, in current times. The number of trials uh, being conducted in mesothelioma at the moment um, has really exploded over the last five years um, and we're seeing some really innovative and exciting agents uh, coming through the pipeline. Of course, That's not to say there haven't been disappointments because there have. In the last few years there have been two uh, significant Phase 3 and 2B randomised control trials that were undertaken on the basis of promising Phase 2 data And then the subsequent randomised trials uh, were negative and demonstrated no effect at all. So that's why we have to be a little bit circumspect about these two trials um, that have been published this month in Lancet Oncology and Lancet Respiratory. Because they are encouraging, and it is an exciting time for mesothelioma, but we have to moderate that enthusiasm a little bit until we've got sort of full-scale, phase 3, randomised data uh, that confirms these uh, initial findings.
0: Please could you summarise the main findings of the TLO and TLRM studies and summarise how these findings compare to other targeted or immunotherapy trials in the MPM setting?
1: To go on and talk about those two studies in greater detail, um, we've got the MAPS 2 trial um, published in Lancet Oncology, um, coming from the French group, again headed up by Arnaud Scherperiel. And then we've got the Initiate trial uh, from the Dutch group. Um, led by Paul Bass and Maria Disseldorf. That's published in The Lancet Respiratory. And both studies are looking at the use of immune checkpoint inhibitors uh, in relapsed uh, or recurrent malignant pleural mesothelioma. And they both look at the same agents uh, in the form of the PD-1 inhibitor nivolumab and the CTLA-4 antagonist ipilimumab. So to focus On MAPS2 first, this was a two-arm randomised phase two study looking at nivolumab alone or nivolumab plus ipilimumab in the post-frontline setting. And... Although the trial was randomised, it was designed as a non-comparative study, as in it wasn't intended to determine whether one regimen was better than the other. Uh, Rather, the aim was to describe the efficacy and safety profile of each treatment regimen with a view to using that data to design subsequent uh, comparative Phase 3 trials. So, the primary objective of MAPS2 was to evaluate disease control rates at 12 weeks, uh, where disease control was defined as uh, stable disease, partial response, or complete responses on CT, uh, measured with the modified resist criteria. Amazingly, the trial recruited uh, 125 patients in just over five months uh, and in fact ended up over-recruiting with a a, a final population of 125 when they'd been aiming to enrol 108. Um, And the study group should should really be congratulated for that uh, because this is a difficult population to study but this research is important and needs to be done. So in terms of uh, results, the intention to treat population of the first 108 participants Uh, recruited showed disease control rates of 44% uh, in the nivolumab arm and 50% in the nivolumab plus ipilimumab arm. They looked at secondary outcomes including progression-free survival, uh, which was 4 months for nivolumab and 5.6 months for nivolumab plus ipilimumab. Uh, They also looked at median overall survival, which was 11.9 months for single agent and 15.9 months in the combination arm. Finally, one-year survival rates were 49% for nivolumab and 58% for nivolumab plus ipilimumab. So the second trial, uh, INITIATE, was a single-arm study, again phase two, and this just looked at the combination treatment of nivolumab plus ipilimumab. They recruited 34 patients uh, with relapsed mesothelioma who'd received at least one previous line of chemotherapy, and in some cases, several previous lines of chemo. The primary outcome was the same uh, as MAPS-2, i.e. 12-week disease control rate, um, and their results were similar too. Uh, The 12-week disease control rate was 68%, and they had a median duration of response of 14.3 months. Median overall survival wasn't reached during the study period, but they estimated it uh, with 95% confidence to exceed 12.7 months. And finally, the one-year survival rate was 64%. So those results are quite similar to the nivolumab plus ipilimumab arm from MAPS2. And to put these results in context, um, previous uh, chemotherapy trials uh, in the second and third line setting in malignant pleural mesothelioma have demonstrated at best progression-free survival of less than four months and overall survival of less than 10 months. So immune checkpoint inhibitors, um, both alone and in combination in both of these studies, appear to be better than any previous data we've got from chemotherapy in the post-frontline setting. Relating these results to other checkpoint inhibitor studies, um, there's the Nivomez study, uh, which looked at single-agent nivolumab uh, in 34 patients, again with pre-treated mesothelioma. um, And they showed very similar disease control rates and one-year survival rates to the single-agent arm in MAPS2, um, both being in the region of 50%. The combination of nivolumab and ipilimumab together hasn't been studied in meso before, but it's pretty well established in uh, melanoma. An alternative combination of PD-1 and CTLA-4 uh, in the form of dervalumab and tremolumab has been used in the NIBIT meso trial, uh, which... Resulted in disease control in 23 out of 40 patients and progression-free survival of nearly six months with median overall survival of over 16 months. So again, not dissimilar to the combination arms of both MAPS2 and INITIATE. So taken together, it does seem that checkpoint inhibitors could help control disease and extend survival in relapsed or second and third line mesothelioma. Um, But as I've said before, we must be mindful of the limitations of these studies um, and we we should really interpret these results in the context of those limitations.
0: What are some of the obvious limitations for these trials, like adverse event profile, non-comparative setting, and how do those compare to chemotherapy regimens?
1: To delve into that in a little bit more detail, um, what are the main limitations to the studies? Uh, And I think, as I keep alluding to, the main thing that we need to bear in mind is that these are phase two studies, they are non-comparative and they don't have control arms. So there's an inherent risk of bias uh, in both of them, including selection bias, um, and uh, in the post frontline setting, survivorship bias it 's also worth noting that both studies uh, had relatively stringent uh, eligibility criteria in terms of performance status of zero to one, and also they both had exclusion criteria that may have selected out patients with worse prognoses um, in the form of chest pain in initiate and significant weight loss in maps two. Uh, to factors that we know are related to, to, to worse outcomes. Now this isn't a criticism of the studies per se because these sorts of methodological limitations are unavoidable in phase two studies um, and they certainly don't detract from the fact that uh, the results are certainly promising but we have been in this situation before uh, and quite recently with mesothelioma um, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the first ever checkpoint inhibitor to be studied in meso was tremolimumab, uh, a CTLA-4 antagonist. Um, and the phase two trials of tremolimumab were really promising and encouraging. Um, but then the determined study, which was pu- published in the Lancet in 2016, uh, unfortunately demonstrated that tremolimumab uh, had no associated survival benefit uh, compared with placebo. Similarly, uh, Nintedanib, the antifibrotic uh, tyrosine kinase inhibitor, um, looked promising in phase two trials. Uh, it appeared to improve progression-free survival and overall survival, but then in the subsequent phase three study, again, no survival benefit shown. So we need to take this uh, early phase, phase two data that we've got in these two papers uh, and build on it, use that data as the um, researchers intended uh, to design robust, uh, randomised, placebo controlled phase three trials Uh, and these will hopefully provide definitive answers as to whether these drugs actually are effective in mesothelioma and whether they're something that we can add uh, to our armamentarium. Another factor that I think we need to be mindful of when looking at these uh, studies is that of adverse events. Um, If and when these drugs do make it into routine clinical practice, we'll need to be very clear about uh, the adverse events uh, rates and the side effect profile of these agents. Obviously no drug is a panacea, Uh, they all have side effects, Um, but it's important to note that 93% of patients who received uh, combination nivolumab and ipilimumab across both studies experienced one or more adverse event Um, and in MAPS2 unfortunately there were three treatment related deaths in that combination arm. So just something to think about um single agent nivolumab does appear to be a bit less toxic um but one in eight patients who received that uh uh, in maps two still experienced a severe or life-threatening adverse event um again context is important Um, as i said all drugs have side effects and you know the alternative uh or the the Uh, next best treatment of chemotherapy is also uh, associated with a a reasonable degree of of adverse events and toxicity, um, often severe or life-threatening. But we also know um, from work we've done here in Bristol that about a third of patients who are offered chemotherapy choose not to have it, and one of the reasons for that is concern about potential side effects. So from a patient perspective, it is something that is important to them, particularly in the sort of palliative setting. So I think these are just more things we need to be mindful of uh, and we need to uh, consider. Um, as with all treatments, uh, particularly those in in the non curative setting, um, if these drugs do become part of our, our standard care regimen, then as clinicians, we must ensure we counsel our patients. Uh, thoroughly uh, and and give them uh, all the information we have uh, relating to potential benefits and potential risks so we can uh, support them in their decision making uh, and enable them to make an informed choice uh, about um, their management uh, and the treatment they receive. Um, And in all likelihood that decision is is going to vary from patient to patient based on on their individual priorities and, and we need to support people in that.
0: Looking to the future, what's next for immune checkpoint inhibitor trials in the treatment of malignant pleural mesothelioma?
1: I maintain, as I said at the beginning, that this is a really exciting time uh, for mesothelioma research. Um, there are several uh, new agents coming through in the pipeline uh, targeting uh, different tumour pathways, including uh, mesothelin-targeted treatments, uh, metabolic agents uh, and chimeric antigen receptor T cells. So I'm hopeful that we'll see more and more early phase data coming through from these agents over the next few years, which um, will hopefully then develop into uh, full-scale phase three studies. Um, Relating to checkpoint inhibitors specifically though, Obviously, the the next step is to do the phase three trials of of the MAPS two and initiate studies. Um, And I've no doubt that the the research groups behind these trials are already uh, moving forward with this. So that's looking at the combination treatments. Uh, There are... A couple of single-agent checkpoint inhibitor studies uh, currently underway, again in patients with pretreated mesothelioma. Um, the CONFIRM study is uh, still recruiting patients to receive either nivolumab or placebo. Uh, And the PROMISE study, uh, which was using Pembrolizumab, um, has completed recruitment and is in uh, the follow-up phase. So we should get results through from them, uh, hopefully in the next uh, 12 to 18 months. But where else can we be using these agents? Um, I think something that would be really interesting to investigate, and an area where I know patients are are really keen to, to be involved in studies is the role of checkpoint inhibitors in the frontline setting, um, either alongside standard chemotherapy or instead of. Um, At the moment, there's one trial uh, underway using the combination of nivolumab and ipilimumab in the frontline, used head-to-head in direct comparison with standard chemotherapy. Um, And that will be a fascinating study to see what that shows because that could... Uh, completely change uh, our standard of care if if the checkpoint inhibitor arm does better than standard chemo. One thing I think that we can be really positive about um, as well as the fact that there's all these studies are underway and that the research field is expanding so rapidly in mesothelioma um, I, I think a really important take-home message from uh, these two studies uh, published recently is That as a community, we are clearly able to recruit well to these large multi centre trials, and that means that we can push through high quality uh, research trials over relatively short timelines, um, which is exactly what this disease needs. You know, we've got agents coming through, and now we know we've got the sort of research networks and the collaborations uh, that enable us to translate the drug developments into meaningful clinical trials, which will hopefully, uh, in turn, then uh, translate into more meaningful breakthroughs um, in how we treat mesothelioma uh, over the next few years.
0: Anna, thanks so much for your time today. You can read Anna's editorial online, uh, The Lancet Oncology.